watching it. There it goes, Kata. Woo! Okay, so we're back, and you're back here with us. Um, we were doing our Friday show, and um, let me make sure. Hang on. Are we not live? This should be. Wait till your video finishes processing at 1%. Let me see this. No, I just put the. Hang oh, that's on. the other video. That, no, that's not the other video. Let me. All right. Leah, go ahead and tell them what you want to tell them. All right. So we were getting ready to close out our show. And we were talking about how horrible the um, D.C. jury is and how it, the January 6th defendants have just been just up a creek, no paddle. That's the other video. That, no. and not taken care of. And it's just been a horrible, rotten mess. Yeah. And are we going to get any justice? And what we're seeing happen with Twitter is the internal workings mm. of what went down. And there's been so much um, said around what happened on January 6th. But what happened behind the scenes? Why was a sitting president taken off of Twitter? Yeah. Why was my account taken down? No one's ever told me why my account was taken down. Okay? I've had two accounts taken down. Why? I know why. I believe my second one was taken down because I was posting too much of Dr. Syed Hyder who was taken down. Um, and so we need to have transparency in the social media network. It's kind of like I called somebody on the telephone and then I kept getting disconnected and finally mm. they wouldn't let me use the phone again. So I got another phone and then they won't tell me why my phone got disconnected. Okay. So I want to go down this thread. This is breaking news. Just right now, we're going to do this together. Are we done with all these other tabs? Yeah. This okay. is the Twitter files, the removal of Donald Trump. This is part one from October 2020 to January 6th. We're going to go deep. We're going to do a deep dive. We're going to do this together. Okay. All right. So Matt Taibbi, thank you. And here we go. The world knows much of the story of what happened between riots at the Capitol on January 6th and the removal of President Trump from Twitter on January 8th. We'll show you what hasn't been revealed. The erosion of standards within the company months before January 6th. Decisions by high-ranking executives to violate their own policies. Oh, wait. I didn't. Did I, did I violate your policies? No, but we did. We violated our policies because we just don't like you. <laughs> okay? And, and they love to bring up their policies. You violated our policies. Nobody reads your stupid policies. Everybody. I didn't know you, you could drop an F-bomb every single word for like your whole tweet and it can stay up. Okay. All right. And more against the backdrop of ongoing documented interaction with federal agencies. Okay. We're talking about federal agencies. We're talking about the government silencing you and me, the people and the president of the United States. How do I get the to deep the thread state. of this? You're there. I, but this is not what you're reading. I retweeted it. But where's the, how do I get to the thread? You help me. You let me help you, help you. I'll help you. I help you. This what I retweet? Yeah. And it's not come up. No. <laughs> there it's, we go. Okay. I don't do Twitter. I don't there know we about go. Twitter. There we go. There's this up right now. Yes. It's Russian information. Stop come it. up. Oh That's your gosh. problem. You kill me, man. Yes. Okay. So, um, this first installment covers the period between the election through January 6th. Tomorrow, uh, it looks like Schellenberg, uh, MD here, uh, hero of the environment, blah, blah, blah. I don't know exactly who he is. I guess he's a lot of followers. We'll detail the chaos inside of Twitter on January 7th. On Sunday, Barry Weiss will reveal the secret internal communications from the key date of January 8th. I was taken down on January 12th. You have the date memorized? I do. Wow. Whatever your opinion. I was so... 
it was it was like it was I a was bad like day. Hard. It, it was, was a I bad cried. Day. Yeah, I was like, what am I gonna do? And then I like I, I um that I started a new one or you had one. I took mm -hmm. yours. And then and then the one I'm one using right now, I started in 2012 because I wanted to upload. We did a this really cool what did they delete? Video. What did they get rid of your um, um mine for? The one you were using. I that think was mine. that was the COVID stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but I have one. I'm Leah Svensson. I, I, I created a Twitter. See, you're not supposed to have multiple accounts, but I already had this one Everybody up. Everybody does. I, I already, yours was already up. Okay. That's true. My Leah Svensson was there from 2012 when we did, um, Sugar Lane was a, uh, a band and we did a song, uh, stuck, stuck, stuck like glue. And we did a really, really cool, yeah. um, fun dance thing to it. It was really, it was really awesome great. music video. It was like a really in, professional music the, video. It wasn't, well, at the time. It was a professional mu music video. Now, if you were to watch it now, you would laugh. It was professionally Leah. done by us. It was okay. it was really good. Anyways, it'll be back because we will get our YouTube back because those yes, actually will. do not go down the drain. You Amen. guys can see the Sugarland video. But anyways, I put up Twitter because I thought people might, might want to see it. And that was my only tweet. And since my YouTube went down, the, I had no tweets. So I started fresh. It's great. Okay. Okay. Carry so on. Here we are. Here Trump. we are. January 12th. That was me. Whatever your opinion on the decision to remove Trump that day, the uh, internal communications at Twitter between January 6th and 8th have clear historical import. Even Twitter's employees understood in the moment. It was a landmark moment in the annuals of free speech. And so they have, uh, you can see here, is the first sitting head of state ever to be suspended. As soon as they finished banning Trump, Twitter executives started processing new power. They prepared to ban future presidents and White Houses, perhaps even Joe Biden. The, quote, new administration says one exec will not be suspended by Twitter unless absolutely necessary. Twitter executives, quote, removed Trump in part over what one executive called the context surrounding actions by Trump and supporters over the course of the election. And frankly, the last four years just didn't like him. It's been awful. Just get him <laughs> off of here. In the end, they looked at the broad picture, but that approach can cut both ways. Uh, the bulk of the internal debate leading uh, to Trump's ban took place in those three January days. However, the intellectual framework was late in the months preceding the Capitol riots. Uh, before January 6th, Twitter was a unique mix of automated... Oh, that's Matt. Oh. You might just go talk to him. Okay. I'm going to keep going. He wants to know if we're going to go to Coles or not. <laughs> but George January 6th was a unique mix of automated rules-based enforcement and more subjective moderation by senior executives. As Barry Weiss reported, the firm had a vast array of tools for manipulating visibility, uh, most of all which were thrown at Trump and others pre-January 6th. As the election approached, senior executives, perhaps under pressure from federal agencies with whom they met more as time progressed, increasingly struggled with rules and began to speak of VIOS as pretext to do what they'd likely have done anyway. After January 6th, internal slacks, we're going to scroll down here. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, show Twitter executives getting a kick out of intensified relationships with federal agencies. Here's the trust and safety head, Yal Roth, lamenting a lack of generic enough calendar descriptions to concealing his very interesting meeting partners. He says... Uh, it happens. I'm a big believer in ca calendar transparency, but I've reached a certain point where my meetings became very interesting to people and there weren't meeting names generic enough to cover anyway. Let me know he's meeting with federal agencies and he can't put the, their names in his calendar. Very boring business meeting that is definitely not about Trump. Pretty much. Definitely not meeting with the FBI, I swear. Wow. Lord have mercy on my soul. 
These, inter these initial reports are based on searches for docs linked to prominent executives whose names are already public. They include Roth uh, and then uh, God and, and, and Jim Baker, the FBI lawyer. One particular Slack channel offers a, un a unique window into the evolving thinking of topic officials in late 2020 and 2021. On October 8th, 2020, executives opened a channel called something, 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 2020 U.S. Enforcement, 2020 Enforcement. Through January 6th, this would be home for discussions about election-related removals, especially ones that invo involved high-profile counts, or BITs, very important tweeters. Wow. Uh, this was at least some, there was at least some tension between safety operations, a larger department whose staffers used a more rules-based process for addressing issues like porn, scams, and threats, and a smaller, more powerful cadre of senior policy execs like Roth and Gad. The latter group, the high-profile group, were a high-speed Supreme Court of moderation in issuing content rulings on the fly, often in minutes and based on guesses, gut calls, even Google searches, and in cases involving the president. So President Donald Trump, 50,000 Ohio voters getting wrong absentee ballots, out of control, rigged election. A rigged election would be enough to be in a violation, right? If the claim of, uh, uh, right, he says, or he says, if the claim of fact were inaccurate, yes. But it looks like that's true. Wow. During this time, executives were also clearly uh, liaising with the uh, federal enforcement and intelligence agencies about moderation of election-related content. While we're still at the start of reviewing the Twitter files, we're more uh, finding more about these interactions every day. So you got policy director Nick Pickles is asked if they should say Twitter detects, quote, misinfo through ML, human review, uh, and partners with outside ex experts. The employees ask, I know that it's been a slippery process. Not sure if you want public explanation to hang on that. Pickles quickly asks if they could just say partnerships. After a pause, he says, e uh, not sure we describe the FBI and the DHS as experts. Or some NGOs that aren't academic. Wow. We're dealing with the FBI and the mm -hmm. DHS, and here we go. And do, they do, wanted do, 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 Trump do, do, off do, do, of Twitter. Do, do, do. This post about the Hunter Biden laptop situation shows that Roth not only met weekly with the FBI and DHS, but with the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. This is the ones we were looking for. These, mm -hmm. are, the, these are the ones that we've been looking for. Uh, what's new since you last checked in? Hacked materials explo ex exploded. We blocked the uh, New York Post story. Uh, then we unblocked it but said the opposite, then said we unblocked it. And now we're in a messy situation where our policy is in shambles, comms is angry, reporters think we're idiots, and we're refactoring an exceedingly complex policy 18 days out from the election. In short, FL, FML, uh, weekly sync with FBI, DHS, DNI, return election um, security. For those of you that are not, uh, FML is just uh, blank my life. Like oh, they're just upset. Okay. I did not know that. The a meeting happened about 15 minutes after the aforementioned... I'm not, I wish I didn't even know that. That's horrible. The meeting happened about 15 minutes after the aforementioned hacked materials implosion. The government declined to share anything useful when asked. Monthly meeting with the FBI briefed on several ongoing investigations. Wow, isn't that great? You get to get briefings if you're... Ross' report to the FBI and the DHS and the DNI is almost farcical. Uh, in its self-flagellating tone, we blocked the in the New York Post story, then unblocked it. But we said the opposite. Opposite. Combs is angry. This is so crazy. Uh, some of Ross' later slacks indicate his weekly um, confabs with federal law enforcement involved separate meetings. 
Here, he ghosts the FBI and DHS, respectively, to go first to an Aspen Institute thing and then take a call with Apple. Hey there, I have to miss the FBI and the DHS meetings today. Unfortunately, I saw you're on the invites for both. Uh, can you give me a quick readout if there's anything interesting that comes up? Sure thing. I hope that everything's okay. Yeah, just have some conflicts at both times and Aspen Institute thing this morning on vaccines that I have to present at. And then a call with Apple to avoid us getting kicked out of the App Store during the DHS one. Wow. Here, the FBI sends reports about a pair of tweets, the second, uh, which involves the former Tippecanoe County Indian counselor, Indiana counselor and Republican named John Bashan claiming between 2% and 25% of the ballots are rejected. So here we have, you can look at this. We just got a report from the FBI concerning two tweets related to the quote, the shredding of mail-in ballots. This is proven to be false. Wow. The FBI contacting Twitter, telling people that their things are tw are false. You must take them down. This wow. is the government. This is your First Amendment. You're allowed to make mistakes, and the FBI doesn't get to tell you that you're not allowed to even make a mistake. The FBI doesn't get to do that. Can I just say that? <laughs> the FBI doesn't get to do that. Yeah. Okay? It doesn't get to do that. It doesn't get to do that. Say it again. It doesn't get to do that. Okay? The FBI... <laughs> The FBI's second report concerned this tweet by John Basham. The Democrats are in complete panic as their massive push for vote by mail is backfiring on them. Two things are unfolding. An unexpected number of registered Republicans are returning ballots. Between 2 and 25% of ballots are being rejected for errors. Uh, the FBI flagged a tweet, then got the, the FBI flagged tweet, then got circulated in the enforcement slack. Twitter cited PolitiFact to say the first story was proven to be false, then noted the second was already deemed no VO on numerous occasions. So, um, wow. That was the one that was, um, he just did that. Because you wonder how do these, how do these tweets get downgraded? How do they get it so you can't comment on it? Yeah. You can't share it. Okay, the group then decides, this is, the, people, these are people, right? Okay, then decides to apply a learn how voting is safe and secure label because one commenter says it's totally normal to have a 2% error rate. Uh, Roth then gives the final go-ahead to the process initiated by the FBI. I think we can use the mail-in voting label for this one as is, says Yoel Roth. Examining the entire election enforcement slack, we didn't see one reference to moderation requests from the Trump campaign. The Trump White House or Republicans generally. We look. They may exist. We were told they do. However, they were absent here. In one case, former Arizona Governor Mike Huckabee joke tweets about mail and ballots for his deceased parents and grandparents. This inspires a long slack that reads like a uh, Dahina McGrath parody. She's a, it's a person who pretends to be a fake liberal woman. I agree. It's a joke, concedes a Twitter employee, but he's also literally admitting in a tweet a crime. Wow. The group declares Hux is an edge case. And though one notes, people get paid to do this. I know. Uh, we don't make exceptions for jokes or satire. They ultimately decide to leave him be because we've poked enough bears. <laughs> wow. Could still mislead people, could still mislead people, the humor adverse group declares before moving on from Huckabee. Yeah. 
Uh, I could see us taking action under misleading claims that cause confusion about the established laws, regulations, and procedures and methods of the civic process. But it's not one that we could really label in a useful way. So it's removal of stupid and ill-advised joke or nothing. I may be inclined not to remove without a report from voting authorities, given it's been a while since he tweeted it. And virtually all the replies I'm seeing are critical and counter speech. And so like these, the replies are making fun of him. So maybe we should just kind of leave it up. Yeah. And then somebody says, what did somebody say? Oh, that we already read that part. Okay. I tend right. to agree. All right. So Ross suggests moderation, even in this absurd case could depend on whether or not the joke results in confusion. All right. So I think that's the end of the, no, we're not done. Are you sure? Yeah. In docs, exec, execs often ex expand criteria to, uh, subjective issues. You Mine might stops. have to, you might have to just go back to, go to Matt to Evie. Just go okay. to his thing. Um, in the docs, execs often expand criteria to subjective issues like intent. Yes, the video is authentic. Cow. There's but like 60. Just we're odd. going with it. This is really exciting to me. I don't you know how to get to there. The I'm at 67. You have to go back and then up. I know it's really frustrating because the way that these um, go. The threads work. I wish Help you could just me. screen share me. Help me. I wish you could just screen share me. You're 34. Just keep going down. Well, you went way too far. Oh, no, you didn't. Look at that. Okay, wait, you're going to, okay. Here we go. Okay. Now I have to just go up? Now you go up. Okay. Execs often explain criteria to subjective issues like intent. Yes, the video is authentic, but why was it shown? Orientation was a banned tweet shown to condemn or support. Remember, you could post things like Donald Trump if you condemned him. Yeah. And like, if you condemned Tommy Robinson, you could post it. Exactly. So stupid. These people are like babies. In another example, Twitter employees uh, prepared to slap a mail-in voting is safe warning label on a Trump tweet about a postal mess up in Ohio before realizing the events took place, which meant the tweet was factually accurate. Right. And we talked so, about that. Um, what do we No, That was a different one. No, it says the 50,000 ballots shredded. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. The very well done on speed. Oh Trump no, this is nearly 50,000 voters received wrong ballots in Ohio. So okay. what Ohio had shredded ballots and wrong ballots in the number Indiana of 50,000. Yeah. No, th this is the 50,000 one. Then there was the Indiana one, I think. The shredded was, ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very well done on speed. Trump was being visibly filtered as late as last week before the election. Here, senior execs didn't appear to have a particular violation, but still worked fast to make sure a fairly adenine Trump tweet couldn't be replied to, shared, or liked. So he says, big problems and discrepancies with mail-in ballots all over the USA. Must have the final total on November 3rd. And then you can go over here where they're talking about it. So... What's the team's recommendation? Thank you. Agree with the recommendation. Flagging right now with leadership, giving its POTUS. Uh, we'll set up a call. Can we use a new doc? Blah, 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 blah. Um, so here we have them totally. Yeah. So then they approve it. Yeah. And then the group is pleased the Trump tweet is dealt with quickly. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy that, you know, uh, that we did this quickly. A seemingly innocuous follow-up involved a tweet from actor Dreams Wood um, who, whose ubiquitous presence is argued over Twitter data, argued over Twitter, Twitter data sets it sets is already a Twitter files in joke. Twitter is supporting this tweet by the president. Here's suppressing. Suppressing. Here's a screen grab. After Woods angrily quote tweeted about Trump's warning label, Twitter staff in preview of what ended up happening after January 6th, um, despaired of a reason for action, but resolved to hit him hard in the future. James Wood being so over the strike limit that our tools won't work on him, I'd suggest we action him for something worth the fiasco rather than this, 
this screenshot since we don't have a firm policy basis for action on his account. Someone replies, yep, are you fine letting this one lie? Can hit him hard on future VIO with firmer basis. Here's a label. Here VIO lab meaning violation. Yeah, okay. Here a label is applied to Georgia Republican Congresswoman, Congresswoman Jody Heiss. I, Jody Heiss is a guy. So I think, don't Oops. think he knew that. Man, uh, for saying, say no to big tech censorship. <laughs> and mail-in ballots are more prone to fraud than in-person balloting. It's just common sense. Twitter teams went easy on Heiss, only applying the soft intervention with the Roth worrying about a wah-wah censorship optics backlash. You can see. Um, this quoted tweet still shows up. Um, Heist says is lower level, more fraud with mail-in ballots than in person is much more of a legitimate statement, even if scale is still minuscule. I think I'd lean towards just putting a MIB soft invention intervention. intervention on this rather than the full ED. I wish we knew what these abbreviations yeah. were, the MIB and the ED. Um, then Yoel says, I agree. Someone else says, yep, I was just typing that. Ha ha. Yoel says, I think going too far down the rabbit hole of labeling critical speech, i.e. critical of our handling of this case is dangerous. Uh, it becomes a self-reinforcing Wawa censorship when we read that part already. Meanwhile, there are multiple instances of involving pro-Biden tweets warning Trump may try to steal the election that got surfaced only to be approved by senior executives. This one, they decided just expresses concern. Okay. This so, so this is a person's tweet that says... This is so disgusting and terrifying. They're going to try to steal the election. You have one week if you haven't voted yet. Don't mail. Drop it off or vote early. If you can't vote, make sure your family is. Unless they're Trump supporters, just let them forget. Wow. And then this is an edge case with commentary and amplification. Encouraging voters not to vote by mail. I believe we should label it. I think that I'd not bother with labeling this one. It's still encouraging people to vote, but expresses a concern that mailed ballots might not make it in time, which seems fair this close to the election, still encouraging people to turn their ballots. What about the one that says, unless they're Trump voters, then don't yeah, remind them? Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's, it, it's legit like, oh, wow. So this one says, that's understandable. Even the hashtag steal our votes referencing a theory that a combo of Amy Coney Barrett and Trump will steal the election is approved by Twitter brass because it's understandable. And a reference to a U.S. Supreme Court decision. Uh, this one's by Rick Rosner says, check with your local USPS folks to see how slow the mail is. Also find out when mail-in ballots must arrive in your state, but mostly vote ASAP. Trump and his new Amy Coney Barrett SCOTUS will try to steal our elections. So our numbers have to be huge. So here we have, Hi, team. Can I get a second opinion for this? I'm not seeing the violation here. Okay, wait, what? You totally, you totally do this, do this for Republicans all the time. I wouldn't label. I think that it's encouraging people to vote, but to be realistic, that mail-in votes might not make it in time. Perfect. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. This is great. All right, so in this exchange, again, unintentionally humorous former Attorney General Eric Holder claimed the U.S. Postal Service was deliberately crippled, ostensibly by the Trump administration. He was initially hit with a geriatric warning label. Generic. Generic. <laughs> generic warning label, but it was quickly taken off by Roth. Eric Holder says it's too late to use the mails. Given Supreme Court rulings, I urge everyone to now vote in person, early vote, or use drop boxes. Protect your health, but don't let the court and the deliberately crippled Postal Service deprive you of your most precious civil right. Plan your vote. Yeah, so here we have um, everything is factually accurate. Working on reversing it now. Uh, I have removed the moment label. I'm still trying to move the EDI. Thank you. Later on in November 2020, Roth asked if staff had a debunk moment. 
over the Seidel. Now I get this. The Seidel server was a little weird. <laughs> Smartmatic vote counting stories, which his DHS contacts told him were a combination of about 47 conspiracy theories. So uh, they're talking about, uh, do we have a debunk moment? Uh, the DHS referred to it on a call today, sadly not public, as a combination of about 47 different conspiracy theories. Hopefully there's stuff out there. On December 10th, as Trump was in the middle of firing off 25 feets, tweets, say, tweets, uh, feets. did I say feet? You said feats. <laughs> you're trying to read a lot and you're trying to read it fast. So I'm actually trying to go slow so you guys can go with this because there's so much here. Saying things like a coup is taking place in front of our eyes. Twitter executives announced a new 3LD amplification tool. This step meant a warning label now could also come with de-amplification. So all the shadow manning, we saw, we could see you do it. Okay. All right. So this Patrick guy says labels that we've only rarely used or that have been depreciated already haven't gotten an L3 update. If there's a moment when we need the L3 version for one of those labels, please flag it. Yeah. Some executives wanted to use the new de-amplification tool to silently limit Trump's reach uh, more right away, beginning with this following tweet. So there's a video of Jim Jordan um, being interviewed. It looks like on Newsmax. And Trump um, got 11 more votes, 11 million yeah. more votes than he did in 2016. I thought that was factual. That is factual. However, in the end, the team had to use the older, less aggressive labeling tools for at least that day. Until the L3 entities went live the following morning. Mm. The significance is that it shows that Twitter, in 2020 at least, was deploying a vast range of visible and invisible tools to rein in Trump's engagement long before January 6th. The ban will come after other avenues are exhausted. Uh, in Twitter docs, executives frequently refer to bots, e.g., let's put a bot on that. A bot is just any automated uh, moderation tool. It can be anything. Every time a person in Brazil uses green and blob in the same sentence, action might be taken. Right. So in this sentence, it appears moderators added a bot for, Trump, for a Trump claim made on Breitbart. The bot ends up becoming an automated tool, invisibly watching both Trump and apparently Breitbart. This is so weird. Okay. Wow. So Trump says, if we don't root out alleged voter fraud, we don't have a country anymore. And then they say, hey, team, going to add a fraud claim label to this claim of fraud at about 40 seconds of video. So they're even timing it, right? And then uh, Roth says, yep. And then the other person says, we'll also add the media ID to bot. There is no way to follow the frenzied exchanges among Twitter personnel between January 6th and January 8th without knowing the basics of the company's vax lexicon of acronyms and Orwellian uh, unwords. So to bounce an account is to put them in time out, usually for 12 hours. I didn't even get a bounce. Yeah, you just got it kicked out. Uh, interstitial? One of the many nouns used as a verb in Twitter speak, denialist is another, means placing a physical label atop a tweet. So it can't so it can be seen. That is such a stupid word. Yeah. So PII has multiple meetings, one being public interest interstitial. A covering label applied for public interest reasons. The post below also references proactive V, i.e. proactive visibility filtering. Wouldn't it be helpful if they just said shadow ban? 
shadow would, ban. Yeah, they can't say so that. So proactive they can visibility deny. filter. Right. We shadow banning. We shadow banning. This is all necessary background to January 6th. Before the riots, the company was engaged in an inherently insane and impossible project trying to create an ever-expanding, ostensibly rational set of rules to regulate every conceivable speech situation that might arise between humans. This project was pro preposterous, yet its leaders were unable to see this, having become infected with groupthink, coming to believe sincerely that it was Twitter's responsibility to control as much as possible what people could talk about how often and with whom. When panic first breaks out on January 6th, there's a fair share of WTF-type posts mixed in with frantic calls for Twitter to start deploying its full arsenal of moderation tools. What is the right remediation? Do we interstitial <laughs> the video? One, uh, one uh, employee asked. And then this, this freedom or death tweet from Stop the Steal gadfly Mike Coldry elicits heated reactions. He says, today is one of the most important days in our nation's history, a freedom or death. Um, and so... Roth so then Roth says, this a-hole, mm -hmm. he is on his last strike for three different policies. If this constitutes incitement, constitutes incitement, I will PS him. Okay, at uh, 2.39 uh, Pacific Standard, a comms official asked Roth to confirm or deny a story that they'd restricted Trump's ability to tweet. He says, no. 60 minutes later, Roth executed the historic act of bouncing Trump, i.e. putting him in timeout. And, um, yeah, looks like it's now bounced. This theme of policy perhaps being stressed by queries from communications executives who themselves have to answer the public's questions occasionally appears. Two days later, you see chatter about pulling comms out of oh, the oh, loop. Oh, 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 there goes the light on the dog. Go okay. Okay. Glad you saw that going there. All right. We are already getting questions about conspiracy theories in our enforcement process all the time. Not a wait and see thing. Lauren Culbertson says, let's talk about that, but we need to hammer that out ahead of an emergency and evolving situation. Respectfully, it needs to be your team doing so holistically. Okay. She says, yeah. I don't think it's wise to reach out to comms folks proactively on so this. So we have the first company-wide email from Gad on January. That's the Vajije girl uh, on uh, January 6th announced, I need, a, I need a special name for her. The Indian girl in charge of everything. On January 6th announced that uh, three Trump tweets had been bounced, but more importantly signaled a determination to use legit violations as a guide for any permanent suspension. Um, and then this is the big, so this is the one that actually I, I read and then I decided we should go live. Matt TV says, what the actual blank? Safe to say Trump's go home and love and peace tweet mid-riot didn't go over well at, at Twitter at headquarters. So Trump, this is what Trump says. Go ahead, read what Trump says. Okay. Trump says, these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated, treated for, for so, so long. long. Go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever. And then this guy, Patrick, says, what the actual blank? Can this go to staff too? I'm labeling this now. Sorry, I actually got emotionally angry seeing that. Turns out I'm not a full robot. Who knew? It's gut-wrenching. He's a horrible human being. Uh, a few last notes about January 6th. Roth at one point looked and found Trump had a slew of duplicate bot applications. By the end of the first day, the top execs are still trying to apply rules. By the next day, they will contemplate a major change in approach. 
Watch uh, Schellenberg MD this weekend for a play-by-play -play on how that went down. By January 8th, uh, which Barry Weiss will describe on Sunday, Twitter will be receiving uh, uh, plaudits from our, quote, partners in Washington, and the sitting U.S. president will no longer be heard on the platform. Lastly, people on the left, right, and in between want to know what else is in the Twitter files, from suppression, shadow banning of leftists to lab leak theories, um, theorists, or amplification of military propaganda or conservative accounts. We know everyone has questions. And while we've stumbled on tidbits here and there about topics ranging from COVID to foreign policy, the reality is the data sets are enormous and we're still working through them. More is coming. Good night, all. Wow. So I'm actually really glad that we went through all of that. And I, I get that that was a lot for you guys to take in. And I hope that you stayed with us. And Twitter's Files 3 is just now trending. So um, uh, they are calling that the Twitter's Files 3. I... Again, I said this earlier, it's nothing that we didn't already know. Again, to repeat my line from earlier, it's like when someone commits a murder and you know that they did it, like you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know, but you need that evidence that other people can look at and go, okay, here's the smoking gun, here's the DNA, here's the whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's what these Twitter files have done to see the overwhelming bias and offhanded carelessness yeah. about the handling of of this enormous power that they have now before we go and we, and we do need to get going let's address one more time the idea that twitter is an independent company and they have the right to do whatever they want because we as capitalists and free america believe that everyone should have the right to be able to do what they want to do. Well, there's a couple of issues that we have with that. You would be right on the surface. However, these companies have one, first of all, we see very clearly that they become an arm of the government. So, Let me finish okay. this thought. Yours will be there. They become an arm of the government. We see clearly yeah. that the FBI was having conversations with them. Okay, that's a 100% no, that that they cease to become an independent company yeah. when they become an arm of the government. Yeah. And number two, they get off scot-free by claiming that they are a, a public platform, right? And they can't be held responsible for things that people say. So we see that the telephone company, okay, gets this um, blanket get out of jail free, you know, card. We understand that. So the company, the telephone company can't say, you can't say this on the telephone or we'll take it down. And we also, the telephone company cannot be held responsible if someone plots to commit a murder using their telephone company. So Twitter as a social media company and YouTube has also claimed to be able to, to be a essentially like a public utility. You can't hold us responsible because we're not a publishing platform, right? So what needs to happen, and this has gone before Congress already, it, it just nothing has come of it. If they want to play by the rules that this is their platform and the people that are on it represent them, 
And so they then have to censor that, then have the right to censor it. Then they also have to be held responsible if a child gets sex trafficked on Twitter, then Twitter has to be responsible. The individual people have to be held responsible. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So don't give me this garbage of it's an independent company while they are claiming the opposite. If they want to claim, nope, actually, I'm an artist. This is my company. This is my platform. The people that are on here, it's like McDonald's or uh, what's another big company? Just let's go with McDonald's. Somebody can't just go and do whatever they want in McDonald's name because that, no, that's McDonald's name. They have the right yeah. for their employees, right? You can't wear a McDonald's uniform and go out and say all this stuff because you're representing our company. Mm -hmm. Twitter does not claim that they have that right because they also don't want to be held responsible. Yeah. So, so they're not the same thing as any other company. And until they revoke those quote unquote protections yeah. for themselves, I don't give them a pass at all. Right. So uh, Elon Musk had tweeted out 15 minutes ago, the Twitter files 3.0, the deplatforming of the president. And does he see things? Here's your conspiracy theorist, Q people. Does he still see Donald Trump as your president? <laughs> does he? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. We now know that y'all Roth was meeting regularly with the FBI. Right. We know that Twitter took orders from the FBI on what to censor as misinformation. The same FBI that Trump was overseeing as head of the executive branch. This was a deep state rebellion against an elected leader. So you literally had the FBI. Right. While Trump was president. Telling Twitter to censor things and to to stop the president. Yeah. So it was a coup, and it really was happening. It really, and 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 here we have. You guys have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and and you're like, Leah, why why Twitter? Why Twitter? Why are you drop on Twitter? I don't think this is. Go I I think this is all going to. No, implode. no, 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 no. I think this is all going to implode at the end. But yeah. I'm telling you that what you have been praying for is for the truth to come out. Yeah. And this is an answer. This is an, this is a huge. This is an answer to your prayers. Okay. Yeah. It had to come out. Everything comes come out, out with this. Everything comes out with this. And again, just for those, so you guys can know, I do not count uh, Elon Musk as some sort of savior. I think right. he's doing this in spite of himself. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and so just be encouraged that mm -hmm. God is, you know, it's very clear throughout the Bible that God causes the wicked ones to expose mm -hmm. their wickedness. And right. that's what we are seeing through the yeah. Twitter files 3.0 and, and, and one and two and all of that. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this extra show that we've done. We never do anything like this, but we're, Lee and I are looking to do more breaking news. Um, so just stay tuned, make sure that you are subscribed to us on rumble and subscribe to get, you know, the notifications as soon as we go live, that it'll, it'll pop up because when we do go live, um, it'll either be on Facebook from our cell phone in the Does middle rumble of somewhere. Do notifications. Uh, people, I think they do get notified when we are, when we're going live. Oh. I do. I think that that happens. There's no bell. There is no bell, but you just subscribe. So go to resistance chicks on rumble and subscribe. And there you go. And Support Mike Lindell. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash RC and buy all your Christmas presents yes. there. Literally, they're having the sales of the year. That's it. This is now is the time to go and get anything yeah. that you ever wanted to get from MyPillow. I think as a matter Josh of fact. Josh Holly says it's even worse than we thought. Wow. We'll just leave it. Yeah, it's even worse than we thought. I don't think that I, uh, Josh, and I love you, man. It may be worse than you thought. 
we all knew it was this bad. Mm. No, seriously, we knew that this stuff was going on behind the scenes, behind the closed doors. Yeah. Uh, Patriot Gallery says Elon Musk has to do this or be held liable later time if Twitter is sued. Excellent point, Patriot Gallery. So good. Uh, you don't need my name. Says these platforms were given this pass on responsibility for what users say so that they would be free to not censor us. In this situation, they have zero reason to interfere with anyone's free speech. So just uh, go to my Twitter one more time. I guess uh, Elon is dropping some truth bombs about fake news media as we speak. So there's a little one-minute clip. All right, from Viva Frey. In any given newspaper, how, what percentage of the articles are positive about anything at all? Um, almost all the articles are negative. So, so, so then, I mean, that's the thing that tends to happen is if, if like, if there's a subject that's newsworthy, like, let's say like, you're just writing about, like my name will just generate clicks, right? So if you've got a combination of, like say like my name that will generate clicks and then, um, and, and then a, a newspaper having a very negative bias in general, then then this is just going to result in a lot of negative stories. It's just like like a machine, basically. Um, so, um, but like I said, we can correct this on on Twitter, and and I think over time, as people, if we're doing our job well at Twitter, then people will increasingly increasingly see Twitter as the source of truth. And to understand what's really going on, and they will turn away from traditional media and more and more towards Twitter, and that that will provide a competitive force for uh, other media to be more truthful, or they will simply keep losing more and more of the the public's attention. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you know, and there you go. That's the businessman side of Elon Musk seeing very clearly. If they don't do this, they're going to lose. Twitter. I mean, and that's, again, to why I say that he's not a savior. He's just a very savvy man, like Patriot Gallery, our mom, just pointed out in the chat. If he doesn't do this, then he could be held liable and responsible later on. But also, he's just bought a company that he wants to succeed, and he sees that the most amount of people that... I can say whatever I want. It's Rumble. There are way more of us than there are of them. Yeah. They squawk louder than we do. They wail like hyenas louder than we do. But that does not mean that there are more of them. Than th yeah. If, if you want to get the most amount of people to come to your platform because you just spent billions of dollars on it, you are going to give them what they want to get them back. Okay. Very wise move on Elon's part. But guys, recognize that the user base, the customer base, that's what you are on Twitter, the customer base of the conservative movement is massive. Mm -hmm. It is way bigger than the left will ever be. The, the, it's ridiculous because there are more of us than there are of, of them. They just own the media that makes you think. So just so you have to make sure that you deprogram yourself from the lie that there are more of them than there are of us because they're the loudest. Musk knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to the biggest customer base that he possibly can and giving them what he want, what they want. And guess who else did that? 
Donald Trump when he ran for president. He found the biggest base and he gave them what we wanted. So it wasn't Russia. It wasn't China. It was the FBI who interfered in our elections to, to, to push the scales. Elijah Schaefer words it this way. Breaking. Biden. The Twitter files dropped by Elon Musk proves the 2020 election rigged by the FBI. Evidence to deep state confirmed. Collusion between big tech and three-letter agencies revealed in great detail. Massive outcry from Americans. Yeah. Uh, this is... We, there's not a lot the of The FBI interfered with Twitter... In our elections. Jack Posovic, English doesn't even have words for how bad this is. And it really doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't. When you have the president, I mean, it does. It's called JFK. They did this. The CIA did this. The, the CIA and the, and the FBI and, and the, cart, the, the, um, the mafia joined together to assassinate JFK. Okay? Because he actually was going to disband the CIA. And Uncle Barry, you read Uncle Barry's book. Yes. Okay. The treasonous uh, cabal. And you can watch our latest interview with him where he goes even more into that. Um, yeah, you can find that on our website, by the way. The interview just put in Barry Jones. You do. So it's Trump one of the made best done. so many mistakes, you know, firing Comey and then telling people it was because they were investigating and then a special master was in it. And there are people that he left around him like McMaster and, and he fired the one guy, the one guy that, that was on his side, General Flynn, the one guy. He fired him because some news reports said that he might have had a, a, a conversation that he shouldn't have had. But the conversation was fine. They just needed an excuse to fire him. It would have been something else. It wasn't that conversation. And who was behind trying, who was Mike Pence. Yeah. Mike Pence wanted Mike Flynn out because he was the one guy that wasn't in on their, their sting, their, their stick. So Mike Pence, Donald Trump trusted Mike Pence until the day of, of the transfer of power there. Okay. Well, not the transfer of power, but until January 6th. Until January 21st. But yeah, January, until January no, 6th. No, not okay. Inauguration Day. It right. was January 6th. Uh, Trump went on stage and he knew exactly but who see, the But see, Mike Pence was. brought in all these horrible people. Mike Pence is one of them. He's a Jesuit. Okay. He fooled us all. Let's all just say fooled. You know, when they have their, that look in their eyes, don't trust it. I want to talk real quick and then we gotta, we've we got to bounce, bounce. Um, about Donald Trump and his run for 2024. Mm. And the total meltdown by conservatives like Mike Cernovich on Twitter that Trump is running, that Trump can't be the pick. Mm. A lot of uh, Republicans feel betrayed uh, by Trump with the vaccine, the fact that he hasn't turned his mm. back on it yet. I, I do believe that that will come. Um but I'm not banking on it. I'm not making mm -hmm. my decision on something that I think Trump might do. Just right now where it stands, Trump is backing the vaccine. Um, my opinion is this. If we give up on Donald Trump for 2024, and Lee and I had a very deep conversation about this on a dog walk last night. If you run with a, a Ron DeSantis, who I like, I love him, in fact. You, have, you are submitting to the system. Because I can guarantee you that big deals and big plays are being made to ensure that Donald Trump is not the nominee for 2024. And they are going to try to get you to believe that Trump is a has-been, that he is a liability, that he... And so they're going to come out hard like Ron DeSantis is 
against the vaccines, against the mandates. They're going to try to manipulate you in every way possible that they can because they know what you want to hear. All so that you give up on what happened in 2020. If we do not back and support Trump going into 2024, then we have given up on 2020. And that is being said by somebody who is not a fan of Trump right now. But I voted for him in 2020. The majority of America did. He won the Electoral College. He won in 2020 by a landslide. And so if you say, well, listen, we just can't go with Trump again. We're going to have to go with something else. All you're doing is saying, we will allow you to continue to rig our elections. Mm. That's it. Regardless of how you feel but, about Trump. But I will say this. Something big is going to happen. Have to I happen. Agree. Because I can't vote for, I couldn't vote for Donald Trump again after. and until After the vaccine. After the vaccines. I can't vote. It's it's killed too many people. It's going to continue to kill people. People I are still that. dying from this. Yeah, uh, I can't put. I, I can't. I I would be. I would be so. Here's what. Here's what I would say to uh, that. Here's what I would say to that. Jeez. I would be accountable to God for that. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. I don't know where my vote will be, but I supported him, and I wanted him to win. Yeah. You guys may call this hypocritical. I just have to be led by the spirit of God. And so do you. I will be supporting Trump going into a 2024 run. And here's why. A, like everything that I just laid out right now. And B, because I believe that it will be through our support that Donald Trump will be convicted of his sins and then have to turn and repent. Yeah, but we I'm must gonna hold say his this. feet to the fire. I'm going to say this. Um, Let me he had to earn it. I think he's got to earn it again. Let me reword he's what I said when I say support. support Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I will support Trump running for president. And in my support, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be supporting him and everything that he says. And I'm just going to become some sort of Trump shill. I'm going to be consistently saying Trump repent. In order, you have to be, like Leah just said, you have to be worthy of what these people did, yeah. of what their vote was. Like, I'm not, I, not like I'm some blind. Gonna be, I'm going to be like, for myself, I can't support Trump for 2024. I can support Trump as a person right now and in this fight. And um, so we disagree, and that's okay. And that's okay. I can't, I can't because he has to come back on the. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't support him. I can't, I can't just hope that he might because that's like, um. I think we're seeing it two different ways because I don't see 2024 as the next presidential election. Like I just said, I'm supporting Trump because I voted for him in 2020. And to me, this is about 2020. This isn't about a separate election. Well, no, I can, I'm supporting Trump about 2020, but I that's can't, where this, I'm not even talking to me, about 2024. To me, 2024 is 2020. And I'm not giving up. What I'm saying is, if we go with someone else, and I'm just not. Go Here's the thing: I didn't vote for McCain. I didn't. I didn't get behind McCain. I didn't. So what I'm what I'm going to say is, for me, I am not going to tell anybody to vote for Trump in a primary, or support him in a primary, or even support him in this 2024 run, 
until I see some change on the vaccines because people are dying yeah, no, of all I can these see that. things right now. And so my, I, I feel like there's a really great way to say Trump won in 2020. He is my president right now. Okay. All so I'm trying to, let me, he gets to, and so that, I want to find a middle ground with you here on this. And here's where my middle ground will be. If you walk away from Trump 100% and you're like, it can't be him. I hate the man, yada, 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 whatever. And you're like, it has to be Ron DeSantis or some other person. I don't know who else would be. It has to be, it has to be him. It has to be them. It has to be them. If you walk toward something else, like just because you're totally giving up on Trump, I'm sorry. I see that as a total walk away from 2020. Like I get holding the line on the vaccine and I get holding Trump's feet to the fire and I get yeah. not even being able to vote for him because of the vaccine. No, I think that there's I a get way, that. I think that there's a way to not put yourself in that conversation. What do you mean? I don't have to pick between Trump or Ron DeSantis for a primary. I don't have to be in that fight. Yeah. I'm not going to be in that fight. I'm not, I wasn't in politics before Trump. That's good. I wasn't, I wasn't in politics for Romney. I wasn't in politics for McCain. When you vote, you are responsible for who you vote for. Yeah. Okay. You can't just randomly say, well, that's what got us here. Like with Bush and all these people, we just keep voting. Right. Okay. And if we are going to be true to Trump and true to, true, the, true to the Trump people, okay, the whole point is that you vote your conscience. Amen. And if you can't vote between two people, then you just don't vote. Yeah. Okay. You have to be let. But, but here's the deal. Here's the deal, heaven. though. No, that applies. Totally applies. Doesn't apply to this situation, in my opinion, because I could totally vote for a Ron DeSantis. I love that guy. I think he'd make an excellent president. I know a lot of people have some issues with him and his connections and all this but big then, money. But then we're talking again. We're talking again about the whole dynamics behind the thing. Can you just vote for Ron DeSantis? Do you know what's going on? I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't know. I'm telling you right now, there's nobody for me to put my... And, and I feel like that is the most honest and moral stance right now is to say there's nobody I can go behind right now. I am going to be praying for God's will to be done and for a massive miracle to happen. Amen. Okay. Because I, Trump, if you're listening, your base, the people who put their blood and sacrifice and tears on the line for you and have defended you for four years, six years, I have defended Trump. I have been his ally. I have, I have gone on. I have got, I've done so many pro Trump. I have done so much in, in, in support. And so have you. We need to remove the man from the mission. Exactly. Okay. And so stop. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm saying. Remove to me, it's not about the mission. Not, that's what I'm saying. It's not about Donald Trump. Forget if you, like you said, Leah, if you want to forget 2024, if you want, if you don't like anything that I just said, that's fine. I don't take it personally. I'm not done with 2020. Trump right. is my president and I have not had four years of him as my president and that's what I voted for and that's what I'm going to get. Hmm. I voted for four years of Trump. Well, here's the thing. I voted for four years of I know Exactly. Okay. And that's what we're going to get. Like I said, remove the man from the mission, remove the name. When I say Trump, I don't even mean the man. And so all the flags that keep going everywhere. This yeah, I'm not done. About. Trump is a thing now. It's we bigger are than Trump. Trump. Exactly. Okay. We are that. 
Okay, and if Trump walked away from us, mm -hmm. but we are Trump moving forward. Yeah. Okay, we are, and he's gonna, and so we are, we are this way. Right. We are, we have our mission, and we're going forward, and we are praying that Trump goes with us again, and he wakes up, and he recognizes, and he holds Pfizer's feet to the fire, and you know what? He may be too tired to run this. He, I he wonder is about that. getting older, mm -hmm. okay? We can't put this save the nation thing on Trump. We can't make him do another four years physically. There are physical limitations to people. But it's it actually six years. Six years from here, yeah. So we can't make him do this. We have to do it. Yeah, that's good. Okay? And so it's not Ron DeSantis or Trump 2024. It's God is going to fix this Amen. in 2024. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And so here's the thing. I don't ever turn my back on people um, lightly. And I should have already turned my back on Trump a hundred times because, mm -hmm. of so, because of the lockdowns, because he stays with the stupid vaccines. Yeah. But I, I truly think that there was something in it and it's controlling his mind <laughs> because I've seen people get vaccinated and it's controlling their minds. Mm -hmm. And... Lee Merritt's talking about it and other mm -hmm. people are talking about the nanotech. If you're, if you truly believe in the nanotech technology, which I don't know if I do or not. And if you believe in, in all those different things and you think that it's, you know, you're convinced by it, um, by Carrie Madej and all these different people, then it certainly is affecting Trump's brain. Yeah. And they're certainly controlling him. Somebody, somehow something is controlling him and he's stuck on these vaccines. And so pray that he gets set free. And honestly, guys, if he truly realizes how the vaccines are killing so many people, then it might physically kill him. Like, legit. Pray for him. Pray for him because if you are a Christian and you realized and you love God and you love people and you realize that you push something and there are there's a girl in a wheelchair because of what you've done down the street and there are people who are dead because of it and people who are dying every day every day there's another young person that gets a blood clot or myocarditis and it's, be it's, and it's because you pushed it and you were part of pushing it unless you come and you and, and Scott talks about this all the time right so what does Scott say pray for a present so we're going to end this show in prayer God I thank you that you know the past present and the future that Donald Trump didn't come up with this vaccine that's right all he wanted to do was save people's lives and I pray, Father God, that you wake him up and show him that this vaccine is hurting people and is killing people and that he should have stayed the course on pushing the um, ivermectin, the ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. And, and he should not have bowed to the pressure of Fauci. I pray that you wake him up to have good discernment on people and that he's able to um, see the harms that, that have been done and that he can come to you and for the first time in his life, he can truly ask for your forgiveness amen and as a result of him asking forgiveness i pray that people get radically healed and radically saved hallelujah and that you turn this nation around to truly follow you that you destroy the systems you destroy the fbi the cia uh the fda the cdc you take down all these un uh, elected bureaucrats you 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 pare down our government to be a government of the people by the people represented by people who don't have a ton of money but are representative of us and I pray you wake up all of our Democrat friends and neighbors and family members and that they see the truth. Amen. Because there are people who are doing the cheating and the rigging. I pray that you convict them of their sins and that they put it down and they stop. 
and they look themselves in the mirror and they see the devil staring back and they say, I don't, and they see hell, give them visions of hell. Wow. Give them nightmares of hell. Show them where they're going. Show them where their path is taking them. Show them the demonic that is in their bedrooms and in, 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 in election uh, things and in their meetings. Show them the demonic that is leading the abortion charge. Show them. Because if you don't have your minions doing your work for you, you can't do the evil. Amen. And so we pray for them. We pray they get radically saved, that every Democrat in this nation puts down their arms, and every uh, true Republican rises up and does what he or she is called to do, and that we come together as one nation under God, and that we are one party, one uniparty under Jesus, just like when we had George Washington and he was voted in unanimously. I just pray, Father God, for unity in this nation, for the schisms to end, for the, for the arms to, to be laid down, for truth to be revealed, for people to be healthy in their bodies and their minds and their spirits, for children to come home, for parents to be good, loving parents, and that you free us from the technocrats, mm. from these um, scientific visionaries, and that you show us how to go back to people like the Amish on how to do things a natural, wholesome way. You get us out of this technology bubble and into you. We don't know exactly what that looks like, but we put our lives in your hands. We say, take care of us. Take care of your people. In Jesus' name. I want to just tell you guys, there's a... Um, amen. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. There's a scripture I read in Ezekiel. And Ezekiel was given a vision. And he said, I want you to go mark the heads of those who follow me. And those who are not marked men, women, and children, this angel uh, of destruction is going to go kill them all. And he saw this vision. And so we're going to pray that God marks the righteous right now in Jesus' name. Mm. And you destroy all the wicked from being able to molest kids, groom kids. In Jesus' name, mark our heads, God. Yes. And, and mark our doors. And then allow your spirit and allow... Your, your cleansing to go over the nation to stop the evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. All right, you guys. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Um, and like I said, Lee and I are hoping to be able to do more of these extra um, breaking news videos, which is what we did in, in the beginning of Resistance Chicks for the first few years. So we're going to try to get back to that. There's a little bit of an audience on uh, Rumble, so we're going to take advantage of that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we will see you on Sunday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our world news. Leah, do you have any idea of any top stories we're going to talk about for Sunday? Well, the Peruvian uh, uh, president had to resign uh, from a coup or corruption uh, there is a lot of stuff happening around the world. So yeah, we're ready. We're ready to bring it. All right. We are going to bring it on Sunday. I'm telling you what, that's where you're going to be, be there or be square. Um, and then also every Friday, Brighty on five o'clock. What did we talk about this week? We recorded it and sent it. Oh, we did some breaking news and then we kind of ended it with the, with the God angle. So yeah, that's right. That was really good. Okay. So we will see you guys Sunday. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your, um, weekend starting in, you know, it's Christmas time. The most important thing in this whole world is God, family, and country. So this Christmas season, that's where you need to be focusing on. Get in the Word, spend time with your family, and tell people the truth about what's going on. Wake them up. All right, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. And we will catch you next time. I was called.